Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the nether world of cults, crims, and con artists. We don't like these people in the shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction, and mock them mercilessly, take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and today we're wondering what the hell has gone wrong with this country <laughs> and why you can't sit down with a little bit of fairy bread and a golden gay time without upsetting some fragile sensibilities along the way. I love a gay time, Joel, and I'll be buggered if I'm going to give up the endless fun of walking into a shop and demanding a gay time from the shop waller. But that's what it's come to in this country. It's like a man can't be a vicious homophobe, casual racist, and disgracefully misogynistic anymore without being told to shut up and fuck off. It's the worst kind of discrimination, Joel, the kind against me. Yeah, you see, first they came for the white men, and I said nothing. (laughs) Yeah, cancel culture. The heavy arsenal. Currently uh, in full flight of the conservative right in the culture wars that keeps us snarling and threatening one another when we should be lynching the rich. (laughs) But as opposed to some wild conspiracy theory by the cabal to keep us all divided into classes, it's actually media-driven, or at least amplified by media, to harvest what is currency in the media world right now, which is clicks. And we'll get right on why I'm not allowed to point and laugh at fat people when they fall over anymore, which is, I contend, the beating heart, the very definition of comedy, and we'll stick a finger up that obese date in our deeper dive. But right now it's time to turn our minds and our hearts and our souls to the fuck-ugly events of the past seven days, to listen intently with mouths agog at the craziness, to raise an eyebrow and say, get fucked, that couldn't have happened, but it did. It's the truth because we would never lie to you, listeners, not unless someone uh, paid us a truckload of money and as yet no one has. So take that it. fucking smarmy look off your faces and listen up to the Conditional Release Program's weekly news. And big news uh, this week in the anti-lockdown movement in Victoria, Joel. Yes, yes, they've had a bit of a setback because their legal darling has lost her practising certificate. Oh, Serene Tafaha, who's been basically begging to be sanctioned by the Victorian Legal Services Board, has finally got her wish and can no longer practise law in Australia. Well done. Pyrrhic victory. You fucking idiot. So, of course, like everything in her life, I was just going to say, I'm sure she, there's other things she's good at. Yes, yes. Well, I'm sure we can write them on the back of a serviette. So, of course, just like everything in her life, this decision has been met with fierce defiance. Mm. And between bouts of claiming victimhood and legal error on the part of the VLSB, because they don't understand the law apparently, she's determined to fight the decision. Good on her. She's having a crack. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you've got to get in the ring, you yeah, know. That's if, right. if you're not argumentative, then why are you in law? And why not in three years' time look back on the smouldering wreck that is your life and say, yeah, if I had my chance, I'd do it all over again. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) Worth it. Worth it every fucking step of the way. So to give some backstory on our mate Serene, she used to be an ATO lawyer and blew the whistle on what she perceived was a lack of procedural fairness and natural justice while going after high-value individuals allegedly dodging taxes. And, uh, yeah, from here she started her uh, boutique law firm in Melbourne, Advocate Me. Oh, my God. Um, that sounds bad. Yeah. It does it sound bad. bad. It does. It does. As you were bad. saying earlier, uh, when they went after Hoags, she just couldn't take it anymore and she had to <laughs> just put her foot down, right? That's fucking just. How dare anyone have a crack at uh, Paul Hogan? And First his... they came for Hoags, yeah, back taxes. I did and nothing. No one, I said yeah. nothing. Yeah, well. I said, yeah, he's he... old, you know. Yeah, yeah he's well. old now. Don't worry about him. <laughs> he... 
and he can afford it. But just do another Crocodile Dundee film. Apparently, they're great at this point. Um, so, <laughs> Advocate Me seemed like a fairly quiet, normal law firm until Tafaha got completely fucking pilled by the mm. pandemic. And maybe she was a lunatic before this, but there was no signs I could find. From there, she started to call herself a human rights lawyer because, you know, Uh-oh. of course she does. Because, you know, everyone's a human rights freedom fighter now because <laughs> just like hyperbole is a thing. Like, I just don't care. So, She'd speak at rallies. She called judges corrupt, bureaucrats, liars. She also claimed quite baselessly the family court had many corruption issues. Oh. Now, that's not how you make friends, Serene. That's not friendly at all. She took on a class action lawsuit on behalf of those who were locked in the public housing towers at the start of the pandemic, which is mm-hmm. fair enough and, and quite <laughs> Quite seriously, the Andrews government done fucked up there. Anyway, yeah. Serene took on the cows and uh, took on the case with thousands of plaintiffs with the promise that it was to be done pro bono, which is fancy mm-hmm. legal talk for for nothing or for free. For the yeah, other class right. actions she was starting up, she just randomly appealed to, uh, to people to sue the government. Not quite as pro bono, you know. She's not actually offering anything there. She's just saying, "Give me some money and uh, and have a crack." Uh, described as a catch-all lawsuit, she raised over half a million dollars to fight this non-existent and now impossible to prosecute case. She says the money is in a trust and it will be very interesting to see if anyone gets their money back. We'll keep an eye on it, that's for sure. Yeah, it'll be very interesting because they've been talking about refunds and things like that, but I don't fucking Mm. like the chances. Mm. Another vote in her incredible legal career is having the honour of representing one Jenny Dubios. Dubois. 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 Yeah, I don't, yeah, Dubaios. Uh, what is it? I like, I like dubious. I like it. It's good. Dubious. She, she's she's just gone for dubious, but she she can't fucking spell. So there's no there's no you. There's a you in dubious, Jenny. For fuck's she sake. She gave it some you know some French flair with that little apostrophe. It's meaningless. <laughs> yeah. I just I refuse to believe that's a real name. I think she made it oh, up. Just, absolutely. Uh, just uh, fucking ran with it. Absolutely. <laughs> Way down as there um, that she's been off to the depot. People at some point. Yeah. Just played boggle on the counter so the shamelessly pilled lunatic that escaped the hotel quarantine in perth is being represented by the other pilled lunatic who has well had a had, uh, practicing had. certificate mm. had past tense so tafaha showed her excellent legal skills where she repeatedly gave the wrong address to the court for jenny's bail which resulted in it being revoked Uh-oh. that's how she got sent to a maximum security prison Uh-oh. for something like a week Top work human rights lawyer, freedom not, fighter. Not, not, a, not a lawyer anymore, though, Joel. No, <laughs> no, no. no. So that was when as, she as, was a lawyer, and now yes. she's not a lawyer. Past tense. Mm. So, in other dubious news, dubious. Jenny actually mm. got off with a fucking warning. I mean, Jenny. this just happened the other day. She was facing jail, and I honestly thought they'd throw the book at her. She was up for 12 months. I reckon she should have got 13, but <laughs> she got nine months on a community-based order. And I had to have a look at what this actually is. I looked it up. Apparently, it gives offenders, and I quote, the opportunity to undergo treatment or take part in educational, vocational, or personal development personal programs. Personal development, that worries me, Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think she needs some personal development because she seems like a fucking mutant. I feel so sorry for anyone who has to deal with her in this process of rehabilitation, this re-education process that she's going to just kick and scream through. (laughs) She's going to be such a fucking pest. Imagine getting her to do this. What's for lunch? Yeah, yeah. Is it organic? I feel very sorry for those people. I can taste pesticides on this this sandwich. Like, just just fuck off. So, look, just fuck you, Serene. Uh, you know, see you on the other side. I hope you just go work for Supre and just leave 
everyone alone. Just <laughs> go away. Fade into obscurity. What we have learned during the pandemic is that's really, really hard to do anything that'll get you put in jail. Um, yeah. They're actually yeah. thinking, well, you know, it'll be just some uh, COVID-19 cesspit of infection. So uh, in order to avoid any sort of legal problems, we better try and keep keep people out of jail. So, uh, yeah, yep. so uh, she off she went. She <laughs> the, the Dubois girl got... Got let off. And look, yeah. Uh, look, uh, we love a good conspiracy theory, Joel. And he's a ripper. Do. Uh, always yep. good when they come from a CIA. The CIA polio vaccine operation. What's going on there? Charming. So basically, this is old news. Uh, it's from you know the the, the turn of the, the last decade, but it's something I found fascinating and really surprised I'd never heard of it before. And I thought I'd squeeze it into the news, even though it's not news. And while we're on the podcast, we tend to take the piss out of these wild conspiracy theories that are often baseless and insane. And they mm, are. That's but what we do. When you're looking for stuff like this, sometimes you cr- come across actual conspiracies, not theories, but conspiracies. And at no point do we say that conspiracies don't happen or exist. They absolutely do. But nothing Ron Watkins, otherwise known as Q, has said has happened because it's all a fucking LARP. This is a big difference. Conspiracies, the CIA loves a wacky plot. Oh, don't they do a magnificent conspiracy of the CIA. They've been doing it for years. They're past You can't make this shit up. They're so Mm. good. Like, it's just so good. Like, it's just like, yeah. Like, who needs spy thrillers when you've got, like, declassified documents? So- Polio is only still found in two neighbouring countries, which is Pakistan and Afghanistan. That's it throughout the world. Yeah, throughout the world. Yeah, it's just not only there's, of Pakistan course, and Afghanistan. Yeah, and this is wild polio, not uh, you know vaccine strain polio. That's a whole other story. We're not going to pander to that. What we're going to say here is that it's in Pakistan and Afghanistan, and while the best efforts are made to vaccinate the population. With the easily administered oral polio vaccine, the hunt for Bin Laden has really fucked things up. And we're talking the hunt for Bin Laden under Obama that did work, but had some unintended consequences. Very interesting ones. Rewinding to 2011, the CIA, because, you know, it's of course the fucking CIA, enlisted the services of a Pakistani doctor, Shakila Freedy, and various local health officials to stage a fake vaccination program to help them find where Bin Laden was hiding. This sounds fucking ridiculous, but it's incredibly true. true. What they would do is they were administering the hepatitis B vaccine, and it was the vaccine, but they would keep the discarded needle and then test the DNA left on the needle to see whether the recipient was one of the Bin Laden clan. This was thought to help pinpoint where he was just in case they found someone of his bloodline. They could go and knock yeah. on the door and say, where's your uncle champion? And he's got like 900 <laughs> kids. So like, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a good odds on fucking proposition. Hey, so, this is some good shit. Yeah. 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 That's it. Like, and look, honestly, who comes up with this shit? I just, I want to spend some time with some of these people, these like high level officials. They're like, oh, maybe we'll like attach it to a hot air balloon. And the next thing it is attached to a hot air balloon. You're like, what the fuck yeah, are you but- doing? This this thing actually works. It is bizarre that it's worked. Like, I mean, that's just beyond me, the fact that this brain fart actually turned out to be like a, a, a viable thing to do. Because when they tried to vaccinate the kids in the compound where Bin Laden was actually found, it turns out they were kind of taking notes on who protested the whole vaccine thing a little too much. And uh-huh. as the woman at the door, you know, pushed her away and said the kids won't be vaccinated, Freddie asked for the phone number of the man of the house, uh, very 1950s <laughs> language there, and wound up, at the man of the house, it wound up being Bin Laden's guardian and messenger, who the CIA were very aware of and very keen to chat with. So, mm. in summary, the ridiculous plan worked. But the issue here is that since then, vaccine efforts in the area have been fucked because while the polio vaccine is an orally administered one and very different to the hep B shot, there's nothing quite like 
subterfuge to sow the seeds of doubt in potential anti-vaxxers. I mean, it's better than RFK videos. I mean, this is way more compelling than (laughs) the fucking high wire with Del Bigtree. So, you see, our anti-vaxxers are morons. They just make shit up. And while we're used to their outlandish claims that they make up about autism, infertility, and death, and blah, 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 and the shit they see in fucking memes, the anti-vaxxers in Pakistan are very special. Yeah, well, they've probably got more AK-47s per man so, yes, uh, than our local boys. Um, look, essentially the Taliban started violently murdering any health workers administering vaccines to people in planned attacks. Mm-hmm. Off the back of a motorcycle, two in the head. Uh, these mm-hmm. people were being paid $5 a day, these vaccinators, and had nothing to do with the CIA, but the Taliban had grown a little cautious, and uh, when they get mm-hmm. cautious, they tend to get very shooty. Uh, yes. their, their, their theory is that the CIA were using the polio vaccination to figure out where to drone strike. And this is actually a fairly reasonable piece of speculation. As I say, CIA uh, bloody well did it before with the uh, with the, with the hepatitis the vaccine. One. Yeah. yeah, and the threat of drone strikes over there are very, very real. Uh, once and health constant. workers were targeted, police escorts were used to protect the workers and it got even messier after that, so the Taliban would just use roadside bombs to blow them all up. Fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's just perfect, isn't it? So other theories perpetuated by these rather unique anti-vaxxers is the vaccines, well, they sterilize children, which is just a classic, but also contain pig's gelatin, which is a huge Islamic no-no. Mate, Mm. you can put as much fucking gelatin as you want in my veins. I don't give a shit. As long as it doesn't (laughs) give me a blood clot, I don't care. But these guys just don't like it. Now, compounding this, dickheads like Del Bigtree, uh, you know, RFK, they are penetrating with their message. The disinformation doesn't are getting their message through because people have been quoted in Pakistan as saying that a reason why they're vaccine hesitant toward the new COVID vaccine is because it might change their DNA. Oh, gee, I wonder where the fuck they got that idea from, (laughs) Christian Northrup, you piece of shit. So since then... Efforts to vaccinate the population have been more successful, yet they've been encumbered by, you know, of course, militants and Del Big Tree. Two sides of the same coin, because thanks for fighting the good fight, both of you. But they're not successful enough. And the shadow of this CIA operation happened, you know, 10 odd years ago has created an anti-vax sentiment that does a lot less whinging on Facebook and a lot more mass casualty events. So mm. yes, at least, the AKs, yes. <laughs> and the bombs too. I mean, like, you know, look, you, you do whatever you've got within arm's reach, you know, a bit of C4, a couple of couple of rounds there. It's, it's all very casual. They learn it in primary school. Anyway, yeah. Yes, that's it, yeah, <laughs> while they're not being shot at. So at least 70 polio workers and countless police have been killed in Pakistan and often after being kidnapped and subjected to fucking oh, awful treatment. Yeah. These deaths, quite rightly, resulted in halted vaccination programs and several polio outbreaks across the region resulted. Of course they fucking did. You stop vaccinating, kids get fucking polio. It should also be mentioned, although it goes without saying, the Taliban warlords causing all this hysteria sourced out the vaccines to protect their own children from polio because, well, they didn't want their kids getting polio. So, I mean, and I see massive parallels to the Northern Rivers here. Just you wait till all the fucking anti-vaxxers go and quietly get their shots and then claim that COVID is a hoax because they never caught it. Uh, You're a very cynical man. It's going to happen. Yeah, mark my fucking words. You're a very cynical man, Joe. Uh, look, how this is going to translate into, mili- uh, into militant responses to the COVID-19 vaccine rollout here is yet 
to be seen. But at the end of the day, yeah. while many of the modern conspiracy conspiracy theories are dumb as fuck, every now and then the CIA pops up, God bless them, and just reminds us <laughs> that they are still doing things that make the truth far stranger than fiction. God bless yeah. the USA, eh? Yep, yep. Star Spangle, that banner. And uh, in other news, well, this is actually a... Uh, listener inquiry uh on the old facebook a mate of yours sarah owen asked asked to explain what the fuck an nft is a non-fungible token yeah so off we go joe they they cannot be fungied is apparently the vibe here so i'm just going to open up with a little bit of an explainer crypto annoys the living fuck out of me for about a million reasons it doesn't actually do anything while bitcoin uses about the same amount of electricity as a fucking country it produces nothing it produces nothing but annoying content from dickheads who are like oh bitcoin's the future i I would imagine uh, i get a bit i get a bit five emails a day from bitcoin and that's using electricity fucking scammers yeah Pointless. It's fucking pointless. It's just annoying shit. So, I like, realistically, if you combine the raw power usage of Bitcoin with the amount of shitty grifter content and fucking emails and nonsense trying to scam people out of money to get them to buy into it, it's several countries, I'm sure. I mean, it's mm. just tiring to even think about. And while the stock market is arguably a force of incredible evil, at least the companies on the list fucking employ people. Well, they, they might not be. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. They have some sort of purpose. I mean, you, can, you hope they have you a purpose can touch at least. Them. You can lick yeah. them. You know, you, yes, it, yes. they actually exist. Yes, if you lick cryptocurrency, well, you might die. Yeah. So, investing in things like gold and housing are kind of similar. They don't really do anything, but at least with housing, you need maintenance and other services, and it provides a market mechanism for seeking shelter, even if it's a very flawed one. As a renter, I'm like sticking my middle finger up out the window oh, at this point. Stop you, motherfuckers. Stop yeah, I do like complaining. And, I do have hot water, and, and it comes on stop demand. Stop your complaining and pay my mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> so, what the fuck does a chunk of gold do, though? Really, like it just sits there in smug silence in some fancy vault. But at least it's not using up astronomical amounts of power. Yeah, well, look, it might be doing that. Too, but the the other thing too to remember about cryptocurrencies is that it. It basically is a great scoop of a lot of black money. Not all of it is black, but a lot of money in it is black. It would be hard to determine the sort of percentage, but it'd be a lot, at least a half of it, whether that's tax evasion type money or money laundering type money or whether it's drug and mass murder money. There will be black money there. So this is basically... You know, organised crime syndicates are all over cryptocurrencies. I mean, some of the some of the new corporates are too. But um, and we'll get to that. But but this is basically when you when you invest in crypto, it basically what you are investing is you are having a wager on the success of organised crime syndicates, mm. and, and and basically. It's probably not a bad bet to have. Yeah, well, uh, historically successful. They've uh, got a very good business model, and, and and but basically, at some point, they'll be able to figure out how to rip you off while making money out of cryptocurrencies, yeah. and they might sink one and and and, uh, and and raise another one through the roof. Both it just know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's, that's the, what whales do. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why they're called organised crime syndicates. They love a bit of crime. 
Yes, they're not there to protect your interests. And another thing that really irks me is that a lot of people who appealed are really big into crypto. They love it. They talk about yeah. how, like, you know, fuck the government, fuck fiat currency. Yeah. These are the cunts that on the other side of the fence are constantly fucking on about how much they hate pedophiles, except for the fact that them pumping up Bitcoin are making pedophiles rich. So yeah, thanks for having absolutely no ideological consistency because you're either stupid or you're just greedy and probably <laughs> both. Anyway, look, that was a fucking waste of time because realistically, we both fucking hate crypto. It's, yes. You hate it because criminals suck. I hate it because I hate nerds. It's just It just follows that non-fungible tokens are similarly annoying, if it is. not worse. They're the same. So, it's probably more annoying, yeah. I think they are more annoying because they are really hard to understand. I still don't know whether these files are actually uploaded to the, 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 the fucking blockchain or if it's simply just some kind of fucking like encryption key that decrypts something like there's i no still regulation. don't fucking know there's no requirement there's no regulation yeah I you mean- could sell this same mm. nft as many times as you want to if you just decided to be an asshole about it and i tell you what someone will and it'll be a piece of performance art where they sell something for six million dollars and then they put it up for sale the next day just to take the piss out of the system and some cunt will buy it anyway so yeah, yeah. essentially the non-fungible aspect is just denoting that it's a unique asset. It's not a coin. It's not a token, which is what they like to call the little bits and pieces on the chain. So realistically, if you've got a little bit, you can always just exchange it for another one. This is something unique. That's fair enough. And then you've got the blockchain. The blockchain is like this long ledger of transactions. And this is what crypto is generally sort of based on. And there's several different types of crypto. The big one is being Bitcoin. Everyone knows about that one. But a lesser known one is named Ethereum. And it's actually really big. And on this blockchain... You can store extra information on the ledger, not just transactions, but there's little extra bits you can put in there. And like I say, I'm not sure if they upload the actual artwork onto it and if they do, how much that costs. But I have heard that it takes two years worth of a studio power to put something onto this fucking blockchain. So it's a huge, huge bastard of a waste of power. So these ledgers are huge and not, I don't think they're ever meant to get this big, but Adding these NFTs to them is only just compounding the problem. And this is one of the reasons why the energy consumption is just through the absolute roof. So Bitcoin's energy consumption is one other thing that I fucking can't stand. But this is now making Ethereum another charmingly energy fucked thing. So some of the more climate conscious artists have like tweaked onto this and they're either tweeting because they're cowards or because they actually do have a conscientious issue with it that they're not going to be selling NFTs. But the less planet-conscious digital artists are jumping at the chance to monetize these things, which they would otherwise usually just release for free. I mean, like, one of the most ridiculous NFT sales was from an admittedly awesome digital artist named Beeple, who you should actually look up because Beeple's amazing, that went for $69 million fucking dollars. $69 million. Now, I'm on Beeple's Facebook page, and their artworks just pop up on my feed for free. I'm not paying fucking $69 million for them. So... If this doesn't make any sense, it probably shouldn't. It's just this bizarre new way of being able to buy the idea of an original artwork, which isn't really, and it really just seems like a fad. It might make sense in the end, but as it stands right nah. now, my advice is just fucking ignore it. Well, I Jack, mean, look, we're Jack, this- Jack Dorsey's first tweet on Twitter yeah. sold, sold for some incredible amount of money too. I mean, it, 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 you're basically buying something that's ethereal. Uh, and, fluff, and, and yeah, that, yeah, that's right. And and so, so basically, there's all sorts of scam uh, scams available here. There's all sorts of problems, and you're going to find that these things have artificially elevated prices as well. 
We live in a fucking world where people are actually starving. We live in a world where people struggle to find shelter. We live in a world where the inequality divide is getting bigger and bigger mm. and we get to a point where we'd rather spend millions of dollars on something on a ledger that sounds cool on a fucking technology website than to, you know, feed people. So how about we all go fuck ourselves? Charming shit. So look, crypto can go fuck itself. I hate everything about it. I hate Dogecoin. I hate Elon Musk. I hate people involved. I have money in coin, uh, not Bitcoin, but another coin. I hate myself for it. I have made money from it. Oh, I see. I saw you're a hypocrite. Yeah. uh, I'm a massive fucking hypocrite and I hate myself all the way to the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, we can't can't allow uh, your... uh, amorality to uh, infringe (laughs) on this program anymore because we have exciting news. Exciting news, listeners. We have a new segment this week. It's a segment designed to get us scratching our heads and pondering our very existence. We, that is to say, Joel, has delved into the darkest corners of the internet to find the worst of what the worst people are thinking out loud. So that today on the conditional release program, we'll ask which black pill fuckwit said that. I just want to go a quick scan of the rules that I've just made up. The quote must be taken from a website or social media site in that person's name. It can either be an original post or something one of our black pill fuckwits have shared to his or her followers. Yeah, I tried to get original stuff this week, Jack, because, uh, you know. Oh, well, it's it's uh, it's the first episode of a new and exciting uh, new and exciting segment. So I'm, I'm yep. glad you put some time in here. I did a bit of fact-checking to see whether these are original quotes, but you never fucking know, but I think they're very funny. So mm. let's get to the first one. Jack, which black-pilled fuckwit said this? Now, I quote, if you wanted to eliminate a good portion of the world's population without having a nuclear war, Ooh. injecting people with a nanotechnology poison masquerading as vaccines would be the best way to do it. Ooh. And that's a quote. See that awkward bit where it doesn't work with the vaccines because it's grammatically incorrect? Yeah, direct okay. quote. Right. Just saying. Might give you a hint as to who said it, actually. So was that old spinster Roger Stone? Was it the idiot fail son of the 45th president of the United States, Eric Trump? Was it evil mastermind Bill Gates? Almost certainly Bill Gates because he clearly is planning to do this. Or was it... Old trusty Pete Evans, pandemic Pete. Well, look, uh, I'm just going to come up front of it and, and just say, look, probably the answer to all of your questions forever in this segment is Roger Stone, only because you'll be <laughs> in the background somewhere, you know, yeah. putting yeah. putting the evil together somehow. Originally um, making the meme. It can't be Eric Trump because there's a lot of very long words there. Nanotechnology, I mean, Eric, Eric would have to go to school for – possibly 30 years, uh, to even learn how to put that together, that portmanteau yep. together, and then someone would have to explain what a portmanteau was, <laughs> and that would really fuck him up, possibly for Tattoo another thing. Tattoo on his arm. So it can't be, Eric. Uh, look, at uh, obviously what our, what our friends uh, in the anti-vax movement think would be Bill Gates, but it can't be Bill Gates. He's not going to be saying oh, that sort of stuff. I tried so, to trick yeah, you. Yeah, you, 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 did, you did tip me into this. Uh, yeah, there's a bit of misspelling going on here. So it has to be a not as big an idiot as tr- Eric Trump, but our idiot. It has to be Pete Evans. Yeah, that's the one. I mean, like, look, with that weird, awkward placement of saying <laughs> vaccines, masquerading as vaccines, like, yeah. you can't 
you can't fake that kind of just bad writing. It's always Pete Evans. Well, look, and and look, you've just got to ask yourself, four years ago, uh, Pete Evans was just telling us to eat paleo, and now he's babbling about nanotechnology poisons masquerading as vaccines. He's come a long way, yeah. hasn't he? He's really yeah, has come a long way. It's a steep learning curve, and he's taken a, a, a mild jog up the learning curve, uh, making great progress as he learns how to upload original content to Telegram, which, as we documented last week, is apparently new to him. So <laughs> let's get to question two. Question let's, two. Uh, let's, try and, let's try and string this together. So, and I quote, when the time is right, we should get a big group together, buy flights on the same day to the same place, and all rock up together, demanding our human right to freedom of movement. Okay, now I'm going to say this here. This is a really good sales pitch for Qantas. Was it Alan Joyce <laughs> no just trying Joe. to drum up the numbers? Chairman of, Chairman of Qantas, yeah. CEO, yeah. I think. Sorry. It could I'm work. Chairman. It could work. I mean, like, you know, was it anti lockdown, mm-hmm. anti vax titan, Solihan Miller? Oh, that weirdo. Yeah. Was it Reignite Democracy Australia's Monica Smith or was it Pete Evans again? Well, by the same sort of logic, I'm looking at the words and they, you know, there's nothing really that long there that, you know, that Pete could get confused about. So it could actually be yeah. a Pete Evans thing. And then when I say, then when I see we should get a big group together, so Pete actually dislikes being in in, in the company of other people. Well, peasants, so, yeah. So what he yeah. would be doing is urging other people to do it rather than him yes. being along for the ride. So exactly. I'm and then gonna, take credit for it. I'm going to knock. I'm going to knock Pete Evans over. I think Alan Joyce, yeah, yeah look, I, 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 I mean, look. Uh, he's Struggling talking, airline. Yeah, buy flights. He doesn't have to buy, buy flights. flights. He's, he's got a card. And, yeah, uh, but he can get them to buy flights. <laughs> he, can, he can convince all the rooms uh-huh. to buy flights. Yeah, I'm doing it too. I just, I'm doing it too. Uh, I, uh, I don't see it. Solon Mellon yeah. is too old to be allowed on commercial air, uh, aircraft, I would imagine. Needs medical clearance, won't get yeah. it. Yeah. So, again, I've come to the, come to the fact that it's a person that we need to spend a lot more time on just quietly. Reignite Democracy Australia's Monica Smith. Yeah, you got it. And yeah, she is very funny. We should we should spend more time on her. She's a she's yeah. a really she's a masterclass in how to be a fuckwit. It's <laughs> really just amazing the yeah. way she does it. And look, I don't want to give her more attention than she already gets, but at the same time, this is a podcast about shedding light on absolute cunts. And let's face it, she is just she's uh, she's definitely up there. She's uh, just definitely up the there, and it's the sort of thing. I mean, worst. but what she's actually urging people to do, you know, the people that she has the minds of, is basically get along to to a uh, to a large city airport. And basically become a problem at um, at the departure lounges, you know. Yeah. And I've got th- yep. I've got basically three letters for these people: T R G, Tactical yeah. Response Group. Uh, yeah. And they're guys in in uh, black pajamas with very very dangerous Fully automatic firearms. Weapons. Yeah. And if yeah. they come along, and if you you think you're having a bit of fun at the airport, a bit of anti lockdown fun, a bit of Andy, deep state fun. When those men in the black pajamas come up to you and tell you to do something, my very strong advice is to do as you're told. It'll be quite wise, and don't don't start saying they're on our side because <laughs> they are not. They're oh, not the cops are on our side. They're, they're don't worry about it. Not as side. they hear the click of the safety turning off on Ooh, their MP5s. Yeah. yeah, we did yeah. tell you. We did tell you. We're very specific about not moving. 
Yes. yes, yes, very specific. All right, well, this is for the three far. This is for the lounge suite. Well, sweet. Do you want to sit on some new cushions? I do, I do. My, my, ass, my ass needs constant pampering. And your cats need a new scratching post. <laughs> so who said, quote, nothing to see here, just Illuminati symbolism in child programming? Mm. Programming has one M, which might help you come to your decision. <laughs> okay. So- was it actual high functioning moron Thanos Panayides? Is he is he, uh, high fun- is he functioning at all? I mean, I'm just well, sorry to interrupt there, Joel, but it, it, I think I certainly I'll, I'll run the tick past moron. But is he high functioning? His shoes do seem tied. Okay. You know, like with right. with bows, okay. with bows. It's I'm not so, just not just I'm Velcro. So, so, so middling. <laughs> middling functioning but anyway Look, I, yeah. ha- I have no I have no argument there I tell you what his functionality really is it's limited he has dead eyes so <laughs> was it Pete Evans again because let's face it it's always Thanos, fucking Pete Evans Pete, yeah uh, or was it Liberal Senator Conchetta Ferravanti Wells, who believes that Nazism is socialism because National Socialists are what they say on the tin? Because, <laughs> well, looking further into things Social. is just a little bit difficult. Mm. Oh. Or was it our good mate, the anti-lockdown activist and disbarred solicitor, Serene Tafaha? Penny Edies, Evans, Fioravente, Wells and Tafaha. That's a, I mean, there's, there's, there's a quartet you'd never want to be in the same room as. Yeah. There'd be a lot of fighting. There'd be a lot. Yes. And, and Peter would be in the corner, barefoot, just crying. Um, yep. um Thinking well, of his horse. Look, you've got the bad spelling element again. So it could be Pete and, uh, and Fanos, really. I reckon Fanos left school when he's about, about three. Uh, yes, I think, he got, I think he got kicked out for throwing sand at the teacher uh, in kindergarten, and just never went back. Um, yeah. So it won't be fair of Auntie Wells because she's part of the Illuminati. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Uh, um, uh, and Tafaha, no, this is this is this is. Well, I'm going to say Thanos. I'm going to say Thanos Panagiotis because. I just know he's a fuckwit, and um, and I know he'd be an Illuminati boy. Yeah, see, I had to be honest and tell you there was only one M in that, but uh, <laughs> I think that gave it away. I think it gave yeah, it away. It was, I think that was a bit it of a gimme. It was a fair but tip. I won the your cats. Your cats have got a scratching <laughs> post. Yes. It's happening. Yep. Meow, meow. So basically, Thanos Paniedis apparently, this is according on his Telegram, was watching kids' movies for some reason. And what it's are you kids' doing movies. There, Thanos. Yeah, as someone who there? doesn't have a child, yeah. I don't know what he was up to. And as someone also myself who doesn't have a child, I don't know what the film was. It had a whole bunch of ponies in it, which is very suspect. I'm not quite sure if maybe he's one of the My Little Pony guys, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could be, actually. And if he is, you know, the, if that's, 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 just a a that's just a lifestyle choice. I'm, I'm completely comfortable with it. And if he yeah, is, good on you, Thanos. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know you were. What do they call them? What do they call the uh, little pony? Oh, furries? Oh, bronies? Bronies. Uh, bronies is- I didn't know you were a brony, Thanos, but God love you for taking it up. Everyone needs a hobby, yeah. and I think it's your go. That's it. That's all that time on the internet well spent. Clearly had no effect on your sanity. And now that's, that this segment of, has come to a close, we ask listeners to send us an email if they've come across something really fucking stupid by black pilled fuckwits. We yeah. want your input, listeners, and we'll throw it into the program. Obviously, Do my if job. you've recently come across something posted that is so odd, so bizarre, that it can only be misunderstood by the criminally stupid, drop us a line and we'll flick you a conditional release program uh, stubby holder. 
to any listener uh, con- uh, contribution that features in this segment. The conditional release program stubby holders are the coolest stubby holders, knocked up in China from child labour. The stitching around the base is first class, so fine you can only do this kind of quality work if you've got tiny child fingers. <laughs> and it's all yours if you can tell us which black pill fuckwit said that. And they're also made in Australia just so we get some cred back. <laughs> Oh, they are actually made in Australia. <laughs> made in Australia from Australian child labour. You know, <laughs> bit of throwing the locals in. You know. Anyway, drop yeah, us a line. It. Drop us a line. Listen to the conditional. I'm release sure they're underpaid. Program the conditional release program at gmail.com. We're not begging yet. We're fucking yes. telling. Only because I want to see Joel financially crippled by the cost of posting all the merch around the country. <laughs> and yeah, that is the news for the right. week. And that means it's time to jump in the elevator and go down to the basement, get out and start hitting the ground with a pickaxe until something turns up. And when it does, pick it up, sniff it, and then send it down to the boys in the lab. It's the only way to really understand what's going on. You've got to go deep in our deeper dive. Now, over the past few weeks, the mainstream media in Australia suddenly discovered the clickbait gold mine. They've actually been on it for a while, but it is something that's arisen and become more stark in, in recent times. Uh, the clickbait gold mine that is fomented cancel culture outrage. Uh, Joel, well, you got, you got some examples there. Well, it all seemed to start when someone who named themselves Brian MC kicked off a petition to change the name of Gay Time. You've probably heard of this one because it somehow trivialized LGBT communities and sexual preferences and blah, blah, blah. And this, of course, just pissed everyone off on both sides of the fence. Everyone was annoyed by this. Fuckheads like Matt Canavan, who is a fuckhead, did little videos with gay times protecting Australian values from the, like, you know, the cancer culture left. <laughs> the gay community just went, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like, we love big, gay times. Whole, like, what are you talking about? pile of nothing. It's yeah. our ice cream. pile of nothing. It was weird. Mm. So, But they, also, I think a lot of people in the gay community realized this was such a red rag for people like Mark Latham. They tried to claw it back as quickly as possible because it was mm. handing fuckwits just this massive free pass. This attack on traditional Australian values through some fucking ice cream gave homophobes on the internet a new excuse to just hang shit on gay people and just the general gay trans community yeah. with the full support of a range of senators like Canavan and assorted fuckwits on the right side of politics, you know, the usual suspects. But how many signatures did it take before the Golden Gay Time petition became a news story. I'll tell you how many. According to one uh, gay circular, 20. 20. 20, 20 fucking signatures on, a, on digital an online signatures. petition. Mm. That's newsworthy. It's not newsworthy. They wanted this to be a thing. Yeah. So apparently young Brian has had a very rough time of things coming out. wasn't easy and that's fair enough. And I'm not going to shit on this Brian character, even though they've set everything back demonstrably and this blowing up into national controversy has not helped him much at all i imagine the death threats have been really quite charming yeah and yeah and of course that's just what happens now just death threats are just a casual thing you just throw into someone's fucking dms online death threats it's nature's way of telling you you're alive yes (laughs) look i'm still looking forward to my first one it's very upsetting so 
did anyone stop to think why is this guy being listened to? And the reason is it's it's oh, it's clear as day in the fact there was only twenty signatures. The clicks were just a golden gay time for shitty news organisations who were having a fucking gangbang over this casual outrage piece, which they could just drum up in ten minutes and get shitloads of clicks. Because like it's just silly. It's fermented outrage, you know. It's just, and the thing is, the fermented outrage then just causes division and awful side effects in the community. We've got the issues where, you know, the Golden Gay Time copped it, but then you've got Coon Cheese being renamed to Cheer Cheese. And yeah, Coon's so I mean, a Coon Cheese, word. and I'm sure everyone knows this, but Coon Cheese wasn't a, a Coon was not a racist epithet. It was basically the founder of a dairy. Uh, who made, you know, the original Coon cheese. Not very nice Stuff cheese, by the way. If you go to buy cheese, make sure it's a nice, mature cheddar. If you're going to if you're going to <laughs> Coon cheese, you know, it's a little bit plasticky. Anyway. <laughs> They're not paying us, Jack. Yeah, but, yeah, no, oh, aren't they? Oh, fuck yeah. it. You know, no, yeah. no, no. No, we're being paid to make George Soros look good. But everything <laughs> else is on the fucking we're cards. On the, we're on the Soros payroll. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so the Coon thing did change. I mean, we've seen other things going back away where <clears throat> where um, sporting stadiums, etc., were named after men with with nicknames that were that were basically racist epithets, and yeah. those things yeah. changed um, by the by, you know, eventually. Um, but there was there was the howls of outrage. Oh, that was his nickname. You can't mess with that. But you know, yeah. it did happen, and of course, you know. You're talking about Redskins. Redskins went under the bus. Yeah. Um, the Washington Redskins have changed their name, the, the team yeah. name. But uh, that makes sense in the States because, you know, like the States yeah. has sensitive things. Imagine if we had some sort of like – I'm not even going to say the words that come to mind, but some sort of racial slur against Indigenous people in Australia as a fucking footy team. I mean, we would have changed it years ago mm. and like fair enough. Yes. It's fair enough. Yeah, so Redskins are now Red Rippers, uh, which is, yeah. you know. I mean, it's kind of cool. I like it, yeah, Red yeah. Ripper. No, there's a lot of It work. sounds like what happens when you have sex with uh, with someone for a very long time. Oh, what happened? Oh, Red Ripper. I've got a Red Ripper. Ooh. It's Yowch. so good. Ouch. <laughs> and, yes, and Chico's. Chico's. Uh, to, yeah. To be honest, I'm not a Chico fan, so I didn't really – Get on board with all that, and I've never really understood really what chicos, but they are. Yeah, I don't. They are, is it know, Latinos? They are sort is that of the problem? Jelly babies that are all dark, so they yeah. had to name had to rename to cheekies. When I don't they know. Got, they would have had the yeah. would have had the marketing people in there and um, and gone on the whiteboard and come up with about four hundred names and gone cheekies. Anyone anyone got any problems with cheekies? And, yes, uh, and, and that's uh, what they've come up with. That's another thing you could you could create sexually though. Having a cheeky, I mean, like, come on, that's that's there's a lot there's a lot behind having a cheeky. Well, there, my friend. There, there, there is you know there's an element of truth about a lot of this stuff. I mean, we don't listen to. You know, we don't have the black and white minstrel show on. I'm old enough to remember that turning up on the ABC every Saturday night. It was commissioned by the BBC, you know. Yep. Everyone, every man, every male singer in blackface. I mean, we just yeah. don't do that anymore because because we are culturally sensitive, a little bit more culturally sensitive than we used to be. So yeah, that minstrel show's a shit anyway, so oh, yeah, there's that. It's fucking awful. Uh, oh. And... Um, but yes, yeah, so, but we are more culturally sensitive. I, but I suppose yeah. the, this now taps into the great political divide in this country, uh, <clears throat> and it is almost always run by the right. 
Um, you know, and but that's what you're saying before. People harmful, like change. Are they harmful discussions? Bit. I mean, it does it does unleash this sort of this sort of anger from people. I mean, basically, you know, if you accept that Australians are essentially conservative people, uh, and so and I'm probably talking about the white middle class Australians when they yeah. see these things pop up. This is why the media. You know, knows that they're going to get the clicks. That they're, that they're yeah. basically people are going to it's go. Oh my god, things are changing, and I don't understand. Don't like, yeah, you know, yeah, the elites exactly, are yeah. changing things on me again. When really, it's, it's like, not yeah, it's, that. It's fear is anger. Yeah, we are Thanks, seeing Yoda. sort of corporations becoming culturally sensitive. Um, yeah. You know, we saw the big battle with 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 Qantas when Qantas supported same sex marriage, and there was a, yeah. there was a there was a great sort of hue and cry. I'm not going to fly Qantas anymore. I'll, 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 I will I will catch a worse flight that's yes. later. You know, to yeah. to to, to, Good. to own the left. You know, um, yeah. But <clears throat> well, yeah, I, I actually think some of these things are reasonable. Um, mm. even the Redskins, even the Coon thing, because it gets people talking and it actually gets people thinking about cultural sensitivity. But yeah. the general knee-jerk Pavlovian reaction is, oh, my God, the elites are changing things on me. I hate yeah. the world. The world, no, no one's listening to me anymore. Yeah, so there is nothing sacred. scream online at everybody. Yeah, oh, it's fucking ridiculous. And, like, the thing with it is, like, you know, you've got things like the recent Bluey is racist outrage. Yeah. And... When I saw that, I did immediately, just like everyone else, think, ah, oh, fuck, what are they doing? What are they up to what now? What are they doing with Bluey? <laughs> so, what are they made Bluey do? This poor woman, Beverly Wang, who's taken this as a good sport and just basically told everyone yeah, to fuck off. Yeah, she's handled quite well. ABC Journal and podcast host, so the, like the right already hate her because she works the ABC. Yeah. She wrote this giant article about Bluey with this tiny little bit basically saying that there could be some, let's say, disabled and queer characters in Bluey. And that's fair enough because, yeah, they're dogs and we get that. Like, oh, why would you make dogs fucking diverse? There's like there's 32 breeds in it and that's fine. But, yeah, like just a little prompt saying, hey. They're dogs. They're going to be sniffing asses. Why, why can't <laughs> – you know, why can't they be yeah. doing that? It is difficult to make someone maybe, you know, sort of mentally challenged as a dog. It's like, well, <laughs> I, mate, my dog's mentally challenged and uh, apparently it's normal. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. but when it comes down to it, this was really not a big deal. And it was almost dispiriting to read the article. And I glanced over a lot of it because it's fucking long. And then I saw the bit about the diversity and it was such a nothing burger. Nothing. And then you look at the, you know, where it came from, which was, I think it was Channel 10 News doing some fucking massive clickbait piece. And of course, they don't give a shit about what's in the article. It's just they found something they can run with and they ran with it. And like, yeah. it wasn't under fire for lack of diversity, as Channel 10 said in their editorializing of the fucking thing. It's not under fire for lack of diversity. It was someone saying, hey, guys, do you reckon maybe you could give this a shot? And to be honest, in a perfect world, the Bluey guys will probably sit there and say, oh, we'll think about it. And that's all. That yeah, is all look, there needs and, to be. And, and that's all it was. And, of course, you know, the, the news coverage becomes its own story. So the, there was an op-ed written, you know, with a couple of suggestions. Simple, yeah. The the hue and cry that went on in the wake of this, I guarantee you, ninety five percent of those people had not read that article. No, nah, not for a second. And and so they were basically just being triggered by a whole range of clickbait type articles, 
on on the web, some op-eds, some some TV news coverage. Channel Seven are spectacularly good at at, at, yeah. uh, at creating this Sunrise sort of nonsense. Type. You know, the world is changing, and you know, in a basic, and you're not with it, and you and you are being left behind again. That's yeah. the, that's the sort of pitch. So yeah, first they came for Bluey, and I did nothing. Yeah, and look, I mean. We actually see the ridiculousness, ridiculousness of this. So when 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 the chaser threw up a false flag over yeah. fairy bread, it was a delightful piece of uh, uh, piece of satire. Actually, they they yeah. they put it about. They created a uh, they created a uh, an online uh, petition to ban yeah. fairy bread. Obviously, the suggestion was that it was. That it was sort of mocking homophobic slur, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, mocking, yeah. mocking gay, gay men and women, or maybe just some sort of masculinity thing. They actually were really vague about what the offence yeah. was, which I thought was part of the genius because they allowed them to editorialise it. So, so basically, allowed they they allowed you know the media to pick this up and run with it. Now, Ben Fordham, to his credit, he's a pretty bright boy. Ben, actually, um, his interns and, are probably brighter. And he, let's face it, and he, ones yeah, work. I, I think he'd have some good, good young people around him. They yeah. nailed, he nailed it, you know. So when, yeah. so when the story first came out, Fordham knew it was, it was, it was a false flag, and sort of called him out. But they barely tried to cover it up. But they'd already had the campaign underway, so they went one more day with did it. Did a press and, release, and, to be fair. yeah, press releases and, and so forth, and then the rest of the media just went for it. You know, it yeah. was. It was, and just amazing because the Ben Fordham thing. If you search for fairy bread, and this is in a video they published, uh, if you search for fairy bread, Ben Fordham calling them out in the prank was the number one fucking result. <laughs> they didn't Google it. They did not simply Google fairy bread didn't, before didn't just even taking didn't. this press release and just putting it online. Just, but they just they don't care. I mean, <laughs> no. they don't care if it's true or not because they no. understand there's a lot of that. There's going to bring a lot of clicks. What we should be asking is not so much why the media are going to do this because we know why. Clicks are like currency, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's money. And, and that's why they're going to do it. What we should be asking is why are people clicking on those stories? Yeah. And that is yeah. because, as, as I said before, we've got this group of Australians who, who sort of feel that they're being left behind, that decisions are, made, are being made without, without their contributions, and that there's this sort of political and cultural elite who make decisions – you know, in darkened room somewhere and then just, you know, sort of, yep. you know, the next thing they go looking for the redskins in, in the supermarket shelves and can't find them, you know. And the thing that amplifies this, it makes us think that something really big is happening. But according to a UK study, 15% of voters create 50% of this kind of me- social yeah. media traffic. Yeah. So you see this amount and you think, shit. Like, there is a lot going on here. Like, you know, this is an outrage. And it turns out it's just a bunch of annoying fucking usual suspects. And, and, and often, so and often politically or parochially appropriated. So, so you, you will find that, that some of the biggest noisemakers will represent the Liberal Party or have some connection to the Liberal Party, for example. Yeah. Because and this use is a political gain. This is fucking meat and drink for, for a political conservative party, right? It's to oh, say, totally. oh, look. You know, we've got all these people that are out of control. The left wing uh, in Australia is just completely out of control. Look what they're doing. You know, these household items that you used to buy, you can't really you don't buy them anymore because oh, their names were deemed offensive and you weren't even asked about it. Yeah, you know, but that's not democratic. Yeah, so and, yeah. And, it, and it's a great way. It's a great way to, to, to you know, basically collectivise a whole lot of, 
a, a whole lot of opinion uh, and and tap into that sort of reserve. I'd say the 2019 election uh, was 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 one of that of that kind. Don't vote in a progressive party because here's what here's what they do. Here's what elites yeah. do. You yeah, know, they'll cancel you and everyone you've known and loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that- that's what they people do say that some of Trump's votes that uh, that came in 2016 were a kickback on progressive sort of noise. Oh, a and, lot of it. You a know, a lot of it. You know, when, when you go back and look at it, a lot of it was that sort of sentiment. And and we're talking about again, sort of middle class Americans who thought, well, let's give this guy a crack because I'm just sick of being dictated to by the yep. elites. And, yeah, and, and also, you know, being threatened. And about like, six weeks you know, later, they went, "Oh my God, what have we done?" Yeah, <laughs> but, whoops. But, yeah, but yeah, uh, and 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 that's and that's the that's the big answer about the U.S. election. But yeah, these things uh, become become conservative tropes, become conservative um, uh, promotions. Um, yeah, and, and the thing that like also drives me fucking nuts about this, and this was seen so much in the Dr. Seuss thing, is that. Because people are inherently stupid, and I'm sorry, but I'm just starting to really come around to that philosophy, that <laughs> Dr. Seuss family estate, they got ahead. You probably heard this before. We yeah, did we, it in we, the previous we episode. put it up on our shows, yes. They cut off a few books, these like lesser known books, due to some controversial wording they didn't like, mm. and then all of a sudden, Amazon's top 10 is awash with Dr. Seuss books <laughs> that aren't being cancelled because <laughs> this is the way the culture wars play out. It's nothing to do with the actual point. It's just emotionally charged nonsense. Yes. So you have a situation here where all you know is the Liberal Party are against the thing that you're not comfortable with. So all these politicians who are weaponizing this idea of the culture wars, mm. you don't really know what they're against or what they're going for, but Somewhere in your newsfeed, probably a sponsored post, you've seen them opposing something you generally don't like, and now you think, oh, yeah, I'll flick in my vote next election. And then you've got this fuckhead privatizing water because his mate's got a share in it, <laughs> and you did that because you didn't want fucking tip-top bread to be changed into another name. There, like, is, there is that element too. That, that, fuck that democracy. Basically, basically it's, it's, a, it's an immense distraction. Look over there while we're getting into all sorts of corruption over here. Absolutely. Mr. Potato Head, the Mr. Potato oh. Head, what, what, what the Get fuck up. was all that about? That was just a whole pile of nothing as well. Such a pile of they nothing. They changed the box. They, they changed, changed the, box. the box. It's still called Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. <laughs> and like basically they turned it into the Potato Head range. Mm. And what happened was is that they had this whole thing where they, okay, they're changing it to Potato Heads and there's got this different subsets of it. All these news organizations fucking ran with it. And then when they came out and clarified that, no, 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 nothing's really changing. We're just changing the box. A certain news organization said it was a backflip <laughs> because they doubled down on the idea that Mr. Potato Head was being cancelled. They couldn't was go going backwards. to be made gender neutral. I mean, it doesn't so have now, a, it's like, you know, I, I don't think I ever had a Mr. Potato Head, but he does not have a penis. No, and if he does, you've drawn it on there, you fucking immature scumbag. He's a potato. If you left him, what's the, if you left him on the what? windowsill, he might grow one. But um, and why does it exist? Why the <laughs> fuck does Mr. Potato Head exist? What a pointless piece of plastic. Whether it's gender neutral or it's got fucking 
pink hair and talking about Marx. I don't care. It shouldn't exist. It's a dumb toy. It is a dumb toy. And, and, and as, as a parent who's been through all of this, it's one, you know, those little things that you know you're going to step on those at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> while you're going to the Brasco. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's like stepping on, stepping on a knife. Uh, <laughs> so fuck Mr. Potato Head, no matter whether you're gender neutral or not. <laughs> See, this is where the outrage should be at treading on potato heads. Yeah. This is where it, yeah. this is healthy discourse. <laughs> yeah. So look, it's. But look, I think quite seriously, a lot of this is, you know, we, we talk about the culture wars, and these are these are little triggers. These are little triggers for little flash events around the place. But the next yep. big battlefield of the culture wars is the treatment of transgender people. Totally agree. And, yep. and that's and where and we've, they've actually come out. It's going to kill it, people. It, it will. Uh, and and it is extremely dangerous. I mean, the conservative groups in the United States have already said this is their next fight. And Fuck yeah. And, and it immediately happened after Biden got elected. They immediately went for the yeah. trans women in sport because the trans women in sport thing is one thing that everyone starts going, oh, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's tricky. And they it just grab onto that like fucking tricky. parasites. Yeah, and, and, it, is and tricky. it is a tricky issue and, and, and it needs to be discussed, but it can't be politicized. It can't like be this. weaponized. Not like this. Now, yeah. see um, – I mean, you, you raised uh, one particular troublemaker in Victoria, Bernie Finn, Joel. Oh, for fuck's yeah, sake. What an let's, absolute let's clown. Just, let's just follow this. He posted a so, meme. Yeah, so basically, like, it's just recirculating a, a news story from an outlet saying stop, uh, that, that, like, that they were going to stop using mum and dad in schools. And he got the most engagement on that post than anything else. My mate Sonny Brown was like, I bet that's got the most engagement yeah, of any of his did. posts. And I went back and looked at it. It did. So, like, you know, this is the thing. It fucking works. Now, I'm just going to say straight away that they have always used parent or guardian. Always. When I was in school, they used parent or guardian in any kind of communication. So I don't quite get what the fuck's going on. Hmm. So I had to look into it, which was annoying because honestly, it just feels like you're just walking on a pointless treadmill off a fucking I am a lot older than, than, than you and it was parent or guardian went, you know. Back in the Stone memory. Age. Yeah, back in the, yeah. Back, yeah. Back, yeah. Back, back with the horse and carriage yeah, had a parent back, guardian. Back when yeah. a man could order a gay time and not feel, <laughs> not feel weird about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that, and it's true because some children raised by other family yeah. members, some children yeah. uh, were subject to family dislocation. I mean, it, it, things happen. Yeah, that, that, it's that's fucking right. ridiculous. So, I mean, Bernie Finn, just to explain, Joel, because most people won't know him, and that's a no, good thing. And we probably, yes. <laughs> once we've explained who he is, please, listeners, just forget everything you've just ever forget heard. Forget about him. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. former member of the Liberal Party, the, the Victorian State Parliamentary uh, MP, uh, who uh, moved over to the even darker side of, of the DLP, and now represents mm. them in the upper house. He is an intellectual nobody. Uh, a person <laughs> just regarded as uh, uh, as job. as a, an embarrassment, if we accept you know the yep. sort of Victoria's the sort of Massachusetts of Australia. It's a progressive place, <laughs> and to have yeah, the people well, like yeah. Bernie Finn makes them sort of it makes Victorians shuffle uncomfortably in their seats, and yeah. think about how fucking horrible things were when um, when when B.A. Santa Maria was uh, yeah. pulling the strings on just about everyone. So that's Bernie Finn, and he's basically argued you know that, that mums and dads. It's a destruction of the family. This is this is DLP 
um, heartland stuff. Yeah, his quote was something like, I'll be a dad forever or the, something. The, the left is all about the destruction of the family. We want to destroy the family. Basically, what actually happened here was that the Northwestern Melbourne Primary Health Network, they started a campaign calling Speaking Up Speaks Volumes. And the whole point of this is to say that, let's face it, LGBTIQ people are five times more likely to kill Mm. themselves. And Mm. it comes as absolutely no surprise that this was not the intention, which they're saying loud and clear from fucking rooftops. They were not planning to ban the use of mum and dad. The general thing they were saying was, if you don't know someone's pronouns and if you don't know their situation, maybe use neutral language if you don't know the situation. And that is so up to you as to whether you do that or not. It's just a nudge and it's just a campaign they're doing. And let's face it, we would never have heard this if it wasn't for these cunts making this into clickbait outrage. But what's happened also in this fairly good campaign, which maybe will get more traction now that it's turned into like a ridiculous news story, but let's face it, not for the right reasons, encouraging kids to stand up for trans kids if they're being fucked with. This is such a great thing to do. Mm. Like if you have a trans friend and you're in school and they're, you know, gender diverse or gender non-binary or even just keeping on the down low, but clearly a girl in a boy's body, you stand up for them. If some fuckwit picks on them, you go, hey, mate, cut it out because this is not acceptable. And if not, okay, maybe you both kind of suck at martial arts. Tell, Tell teachers, tell your parents, tell someone, stand up for your trans friends. And this turned fairly noble campaign into something incredibly nasty, mm. not necessary. And these motherfuckers just, they just get awards for it. You know, like they'll get a bottle of champagne at the end of the week for having the most engaged on the fucking website. Piss well, off. Well, yeah, look, it doesn't work that, it doesn't work that way. It's, what's created is that the perception created around these things is that once parents let their kids go to school, they have to send their kids to school, and when they well, get yeah. there, they're being modelled uh, modeled in, in, in Marxism by by the teachers, now, by, by primary school teachers. And not just in on that, they're also being introduced to, you know, maybe you are a woman in a, in a, in a man's body or a girl in a boy's body and all this sort of stuff. It doesn't yeah. actually exist, but... There is, a, you know, part of it's not even part of the curriculum. It is part of just a general decency campaign. Be decent to people, regardless yeah. of their backgrounds. And I've looked at this because I've seen my daughters go through, go through uh, primary and secondary schools, and I've never had a problem with it. But here's Mark yeah. Latham. Mark Latham. And we all know who he is. I mean, basic opposition leader of the Labor Party uh, got absolutely flogged by uh, the, the Howard Liberal Howard. Party in yeah. 2004. I campaigned for and the then, And then uh, basically did the, the old uh, shift from the left to the right um, yeah. in spectacular fashion to the point oh, now yeah. where he was a one-nation member yep. of the upper house of the New South Wales Parliament. Now, last year, Latham uh, introduced a bill, or it's an amendment bill, to the education legislation, um, uh, a bill of, 19, I think, 1991. Uh, and it was an amendment which effectively forces all public and private schools in New South Wales to deny that trans people exist. Great. It would be unlawful for schools to tell their students that there is a difference between chromosomal sex on the one hand and gender expression on the other. Latham mm. told Parliament that it's, quote, child abuse, unquote, to tell students that there's such a difference. It would also be unlawful for schools to tell their students that there is in 
and that there is any such thing as a trans as trans people. Now, when we say unlawful, what it actually would mean is that a teacher who mentions just the mention of the fact that trans people exist, exist. could lose their jobs. So they're not going to end up in jail, but they lose their jobs as teachers yeah. for having which is. Cancel culture. Which for fuck's sake. this is the worst kind of cancel culture. Completely. It's the, exactly what the right accuse the left of. That everything 100%. they don't like, they want banned. Yeah. That, that's what yep. it sort of comes down to. Now yep. the the other thing about this, and another and another form of of, of abuse from the right to the left is, is one about virtue signaling. This is virtue oh. signaling because this Completely. cannot get up. This bill now no. it might get voted through the parliament and might actually be enacted. I doubt that very much, by the way. Yeah, um, very unlikely. But it faces a constitutional hurdle. If it passes through the New South Wales parliament, it can be enacted. But it, yeah. it, it, at some point it will be challenged in the High Court where it will fail, that bill will fail, the amendments to that to the Education Act will fail because it runs contrary to the Sex Discrimination Act. And probably a million others. It, certainly that, which makes it unlawful for a school to discriminate against a student on the grounds of a student's gender identity. Yep. So you tell me what this is. This is basically we want not ban things we don't like or don't understand, firstly. Yep. The second thing is we... We want we, we we are going to virtue signal our our higher morality about this, and this is what yep. Latham and his supporters are saying. And then, as you mentioned before, Joel, what's wrong with just a bit of decency? Why do we have yeah. probably the highest grade? I mean, I'll give you another statistic: transgender Indigenous people. Do you know what the suicide rate is for, on them? Uh, One in two. Oh, right? for fuck's sake. So when we've got these these very, very difficult, complex worse. social problems, yeah. the, the, the one thing that can actually get you through them, as confronting and confounding as they sometimes are, it's just a little bit of decency. Mm. Just, being, just being decent to other people. Yep. And not, totally. make, and not make terrible judgments about them. But Mark Latham and so forth. Now, you tell me what Latham's up to there. I remember his nonsense during the um, during the same-sex marriage, you know, postal the, fucking Yeah, the postal poll. Uh, and he, he, it, it actually had to be explained to him that there, that there, were, that there were other genders beyond male and female and, and that we were talking about really in, in one expression at least a, you know, a biological, of a of, hundred of births, four or five will be very, very difficult to determine the gender yeah. of that baby. Now, we're not talking about gender association and so forth, but we're just talking about at a simple biological level, these problems exist. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and, and yeah, so so we, we should expect Mark, Mark Latham. We've had run-ins with Mark Latham. Perhaps I'll tell those stories one day. Um, uh, <laughs> the You know, in the case of Mark Latham, he is, he is a decency vacuum. Yeah. I mean, this is just all about, when I say virtue signaling, it's all about him rustling up those people on the extreme right to get behind yep. him again. Because I guarantee you, by the time he's up for re-election, Mark Latham, I guarantee you won't be a member of the One Nation Party. Because One Nation, yeah, we can talk about this later too, but One Nation are probably on the way out. So he needs to make as much noise as, as he possibly can. 
uh, in yep. order to get the sort of four or five percent. That's all he needs. Four or five yep. percent of the vote uh, to get into the New South Wales upper house. It's very depressing. Yeah, it is fucking depressing. And I mean, look, this is the kind of thing where this just gives a massive green light to people who, in society, are fighting these wars, especially our favourite people, the turfs, the trans exclusionary radical feminists who seem to make, like, uh, not only do they sort of, like, base their careers on this, but they create careers. Like, yes. they're just hell-bent on making sure that whatever gains that feminism has absolutely does not include trans people. Yes. And it just seems like punching down when you're in a situation where you're advocating rights for a group that has been marginalised by the patriarchy. It, it's, it's, it's staggering, what isn't it? What are you and doing? We've, and we've seen... Yeah. You know some of the old uh, some of the old feminists like like Jermaine Greer come out. Jermaine and Greer, yeah. J.K. Rowling. I mean, Rowling yeah, in that, money. Why? Why did she say that why, shit? Why, why does she do What's these the point? things? Um, What's the point? Uh, They're just ruining all these people who love Harry Potter and have gender dysphoria. There's yeah. shitloads of them. Like, I mean, fuck, man. The amount of trans people I know who probably loved Harry Potter before she fucking came out and ruined it for them. It's just. It's just not necessary. Yeah, look, it, it, don't punch down. Don't, yeah, that's it. Bullies? Don't punch down. Just, be, just bullies. Just be decent to people. You know, take, yeah. take them as you as you see them. There, there are, I must say, there are a, a number of transgender people work in the media industry and and all getting around doing fantastic jobs. Yeah, uh, and it's all fine. Like it just doesn't it, need to be an it issue. It really isn't a problem if it if you find it confronting, then maybe you've got a problem. Yeah, and that's the thing. You've got to look fucking inward sometimes. You really do. And one of the things, like, I think when it carries on with the culture wars as a general thing, I found something really staggering about the way things have progressed through the culture wars, and that is the normalization of death threats. Death threats now for <laughs> saying something is just, like, casual. Like, J.K. Rowling, for everything that she said, yeah. I would never say that she should be hung in the street. I know. And yet, apparently, that's totally it's fucking normal now. <laughs> Too much, too much to, it's ridiculous. to call for not just the death, but the horrible death of, yeah, of people you like disagree with. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Like Jane Hansen, who uh, is a bit of a friend of the podcast because she's a good journo doing good anti-vax work. And I'm all uh, like, you know, anti-anti-vax work. And I'm totally down with that. But of course, and I haven't seen a documentary yet and I really want to. It's behind the great news court paywall and I probably will give them some money because I uh, do want to see this. It's very good. Yeah, she does It's one of those work. things. She's not only been getting death threats from anti-vaxxers, but according to her on Twitter, her fucking she son a had a yeah, knife. She, she, her, her, her boy was keeping a knife under the bed. And basically, this is the harm that, that is being done. This Actual is the harm. great psychological harm that's being done by people who think it's okay. I've had quite a few death threats online yeah, over what? the years. They don't really worry me very much. The, the ones that bother me, and they're not death threats, the ones that are some people who really know how to needle you. I, I, I wrote a piece about mental health and um, years ago about, uh, and, and I included after discussion with my daughter, that some of the issues that she'd had. So this guy had come in Ooh, to my blog and I was moderating it myself and, and, and he would always needle me. I, I, I wanted to kill this guy. 
Um, yeah. uh, he would always needle me. That's with, a death threat about my about my mad my mad daughter mad and all daughter. this sort of motherfucker. stuff. Motherfucker, just behave what? yourselves, be decent. Not, what about it, the internet don't turns have to, people to sociopaths? You, you do not have to go to war over a battle of ideas. It's mm. just absurd. Like, look, this whole thing—it just seems to have gone to a point where where everything gets so dramatic and so stupendous that you know. The amp goes up to 11 and it can't really go back down because mm. once you're at 11, where do you go? Yeah, that's right. You're not going to go down to 10. That's right. You're not going to go to 12. You can't. <laughs> being, 10, uh, being 10 is moderate. and Yeah, it is. And you know what? It's not. It's so loud. It's you, really fucking say, loud. It normalizes violent language uh, on, on, on the internet. You see it on Twitter every day. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and some of it's you know quite disgraceful. And I know a lot of yeah. people try to sort of rise above it. But yeah. um, uh, uh, they they sort of, I mean, you know, the, the, this this whole cancel culture thing is don't listen to an, a lot of this nonsense that about it, it. It belongs on the left. It does not belong on the left. No, no, uh, it really it, doesn't. You know, it's just like the, the Nazi thing. You know, yeah, they're not national socialists, mate. It's everyone. It, you know, it belongs. It 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 it, it crosses the um, um, the ideological spectrum. I know lefties who hate Jews, and honestly, it fucking kills me to say it, but they hate Trump, they hate the Liberal Party, and they also say really fucked up things about the globalists and the cabal. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I mean, come on, man. Like, you can't, you can't get, own any of this sort of stuff. Don't get them started on, don't get them started on Palestine and what and the human Ooh. rights abuses are going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so this, it, it is not subject to an ideological dispute. It is basically a way of waging a kind of war. And, yeah. and really, it's not the best way to be basically talking about the battle of ideas, that your no. idea is better because you have a better idea and you are able to sell it. You are able to sell it better. That's the way politics should work. Too often it's yeah. being infiltrated by scumbags and so forth. Someone just showed me a clip the other day, or the, this morning actually, it was Bob Ho- Bob Hawke telling a, a saucy joke. He told a hell of a good joke, by the way. I mean, just in terms of his delivery. Bob, Bob Hawke was telling a joke about basically, a, a, you know, a, a Frenchman, an Englishman and an Australian being stranded uh, on 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 a uh, on an island somewhere in the South Pacific where there were sort of cannibal type people. So this had all sorts of nose written all over it. <laughs> he told the joke. Everyone fell about laughing. It would have been probably around 1990 when he did this. And I sort of had to think to myself: what Could we have had? Pro- he's the he's yeah. the best prime minister this country's ever ever seen, in my view. In our in our day, in this day and age, with this constant outrage, this constant nonsense, uh, uh, would we have had Bob Hawke as a prime minister? He's a bit of a ladies' yeah. man. He's a bit of a boozer. Would we yeah. have had? Would we have had? You know, and, and, and then and then when we look at the current life, we just see these sanitized. People who've Just never boring. really had much, you know, have never really had great challenges in their lives, never have really had great problems in their lives that they've had to deal with. They've just sort of floated the through the process. system. And now they're in our parliaments making our laws. I don't think it's yeah. right. I want people with colour. I want people who've had, who've fucked up and, yeah. and, and had to, and had to pay a price had, for that. Yeah. And had to own up to their flaws. Yeah, that's right. You know, because yeah. that, that, that will make them better people, but if you're just yep. if you're just going to have left or right, sanitised, dismal, uh, fucking whitewashed people, we are we are just not going to progress in this country. 
No, nah, you just get your Matt Canavans and that's all you're going to get. It's fucking sad. Well, I mean, look, <laughs> I think we need to reflect for a moment and ask ourselves, are we a part of the culture wars? Well, uh, I, I throw some fucking grenades, man. I throw some <laughs> grenades at people I don't agree with. And while I don't try and cancel them, I certainly try and belittle the fuck out of them. I mean, well, I've, I've, I'm guilty of some crimes. I've had people like Andrew Bolt say that I'm from the left. And 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 honestly, <laughs> you know, I don't tell people I, who I vote for. I mean, you might be able to figure it out. I'm pro- I'm, 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 I'm I'm sort of, you know, and it sounds kind of timid in itself, but I'm sort of an, an economic, an economic conservative, but a, but a, probably more sort of social libertarian. You know, get governments out, yeah. of, out of their fucking bedrooms and lounge rooms. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, I see what you mean. And so really, you know, I can I can pick up a cause and run run with it. You know, I, I wrote a piece about Angela Merkel a couple of weeks ago, and and. And I said, she is. She should be your god. She should be your conservative <laughs> god. Yeah, but yeah. But you that's guys it, yeah. have all moved so far to the right, you can't even see it now. You're looking at Angela yeah, Merkel yeah, that's like it. a le- like she's a lefty. She's a Christian yeah. Democrat. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's how I mean, far look- these guys have gone. And they went by. By the way, they went all the way to all the way to fascism until January sixth, and went. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh, whoops. Peel back. Whoa, 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 whoa! There, we're almost almost going to strap the uniform on. I like to say that I, I'm a centrist, but we should nationalize fucking everything. Nationalize the banks. Nationalize the stock exchanges. Oh, nationalize cause, cause employment thanks. agencies. <laughs> nationalize the everything. Can't but- do that. But I'm a centrist. I'm a centrist at heart. I'm just a centrist at yeah. heart. There's a mass. Get off know, the fence, ca- Joel. Get him. No, no, that's, <laughs> a, that's, that's what everyone says about centrist. But basically, we say, you know, our country's not bad. Needs improvement, right? Our yeah. country's going okay. Needs a lot of improvement. We need. I'd like to see some inequality getting fixed yes, up around the corners because it's only getting worse. Yeah. Well, we can't even we can't even have just taxation regimes. But but and that's another thing because you know you'll 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 get absolutely slammed. Um, you know, yeah, well, that's what's happened to Short. To do that. He got fucking destroyed. Yeah, and mm. it's a real shame. But I think I reckon at that point, I reckon we are not part of the culture wars, despite the fact that I may have a pistol in my holster and I occasionally shoot people with it. But other got, than that, I'm completely innocent. I've got I've got a box of Golden Gate Times in my freezer. So, um, <laughs> oh, oh, you bigot! Oh, yeah, yeah, I love it. So, I reckon you're I reckon you're not kidding. Uh, and look. Without further ado, of course, we have killed off. Um, we have killed off uh, Eric Trump. Uh, he had a to casualty killed. of the culture wars. I hit him with a stick maybe thirty or forty times before he stopped moving. Um, he may he may still be rolling around. I haven't gone back to the scene of the crime, but uh, he uh, he is gone from this program once and for all. And that's that brings us to this. A segment of the program the Fox News demanded must be cancelled at once and everyone involved in it carted off in trucks to re-education camps to be retrained, re-skilled and reintroduced to Jesus and made to work for hours and hours assembling the little jokes in Christmas crackers. Not writing them, good, but slipping them in next to the silly hats before they can re-enter polite society. It's the week in Pete Evans. It has been a big week in Pete Evans. Uh, Pete's releasing a children's book. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. So, of course, since no mainstream publisher will touch him since he started sharing Nazi memes on social media and urging (laughs) people to look at the real history of Germany, he's publishing it himself. 
Now, no doubt it'll be about 50 bucks and straight up tell kids Bill Gates is evil. Yeah. Vaccines are bad. They're probably going to die unless they buy his supplements. <laughs> I don't know if he plans to include the bone broth recipe that had That's, so much yeah. vitamin K from the it, liver component that it could kill the child. Yeah, so it's, it's an interesting concept doing a children's book after after publishing a recipe that could kill infants. He's decided that those who have been lucky enough to survive the bone broth uh, can, can now be entertained with some colourful images that he that he mm. said so that he said someone in to draw because he can't. Lucky then, yeah, mm. that's right. That's I wonder what the uh, the royalty split is. I can't wait. I can't wait for this. Now, oh, we don't know it's in the book yet, and just like a broken clock. Sometimes Pete Evans does do things that are not shit. It's titled The Heart of Nature. The cover art is actually pretty good. It's all we've seen so far. Pete has read it, though, and he's already claimed it's a timeless book <laughs> because, of course, modesty has never been his strong suit. And did he write it? And if he wrote it, if, he, if he's written it, though, hasn't he? Or is he still I mean, to write look, it? You, you, you heard that quote from him before. I'm not sure if he writes anything. Um, he just sort of shits it onto a page and hopes for the best. And look, he's done this with his mate Madeline Hayes. I don't really know who she is. I had a look for her. I saw what was going on there. And despite being a big fan of Pete's, she seems otherwise fairly normal. Like there's no like crazy appeal stuff going on. So this like, look. This might be some sort of bizarre kind of ghost story from Pete Evans explaining to children how everything's going to kill them in the future and that 5G's radiating them from the inside out (laughs) unless they buy some shungite from him. But it might (laughs) also be just a- Can I just interrupt you there, Joel? By saying he's actually also representing a party, the Great Australia Party, whose policies include assaulting children, the lawful assault of children by their parents. And with the accompanying children's book, you know, How to Fix My Own Fractures. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I wonder if that's got a few throwbacks he's, in there. He's, he's, a, he's a mystery, isn't he? He's an enigma upon a riddle. If, it, if uh, Chapter three of the book, if you are hit by your parents, you deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, it's terrifyingly plausible. So basically, it could actually be like a nice piece of art which is facilitated by a fairly awful man with occasionally good intentions. But <laughs> I personally yeah. see this, it's so unlikely that this is going to be anything less than just an absolutely pilled nightmare. But it could be surprising. It could just be about animals and shit. And if that's, that's fine. But look, I personally do not want to have to be on the hook to buy this, even for this segment. But my arm can be very twisted. Personally, I'm relying on at Cam Lives here on Twitter to do that for I, us. Uh, I, but let's yes. see how we go. God love you, Cam. I mean, I, I, also, I also think we need to see the page proofs. We need to see what sort of disgrace this will be. I'm expecting big things. Um, I really yeah. am. And uh, and so, you know, you just know that, that Pete is in one of his big look-at-me phases. So this is bound, bound right. to be controversial. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no it way. It may not do include recipes that will kill children, but uh, <laughs> we, we remain in hope. We remain in hope. We're going to find know, out. That just the reading of this book may be dangerous to children in some way or another. Yeah. Well, you know, don't pick up those scissors. So, in other Pete Evans news, it's been a big week for anti vaxxers spreading mm. complete misinformation as they are wont to do. His. His telegram is on fire with the false equivalencies and memes that are legitimately just nonsense. I mean, 
the amount of like uh, huge gaping holes in his logic just it just doesn't seem to mind. <laughs> with all this trouble around blood clots and rollout bungles, you'd think he's just happy to run with that. But no, 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 that's gotta not go, good enough for old pageantry, Pete. He's got to make it pop. You gotta, you gotta make it big. So the Pete oh, Evans yeah, no. perpetual fear machine is in full motion. Of course, he's also selling the supplements that will ease your anxiety that he caused and oh. could kill you from all there the things go. that he lies about trying to kill you. Circle of love. So you'll be fine. As long as you can afford his product, you'll be fine. Uh, but in Pete's world, look, it's fine if you if you if you're poor, you just die. Yeah. I mean, you know, everything is trying to kill you, and unless you have the money to defend yourself, which you channel through him as a light worker, then you should just die. And you know, if the Jewish space lasers come for you, and you don't have the Pete Evans protection suit, maybe yeah. you deserve to be turned into ash. I mean. Well. You don't you know, have enough money. You're no good to you it. You don't have enough money. No good. No good. Mm-hmm. So following on with this, recent Telegram shares, you know, his usual shit, he posted a Q drop quite shamelessly and a very vague direct Telegram post from Q Monkey, otherwise known as Ron Watkins. Of course, Q and Ron Watkins being the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm guessing that Pete Evans hasn't watched the HBO documentary Q Into the Storm Might be a little yet, embarrassing. I cannot <laughs> wait until he does. Yeah, oh, might be a little just embarrassing Just to watch for his it. face as it goes. I mean, look, let's face it. Pete's cognitive dissonance is mm. like it's enough to make pigs fly, but even a himbo like Petey surely would see that Q is full of shit if he watched the six-parter. But, I mean, deep maybe state. not. And that deep, guy, deep, he, deep state's behind he's got that. A, it, yeah. Behind that doco. Exactly. And of, course exactly. They, of course they'd say that. Of course, of course they'd, it's the they'd make Ron, Ron Watkins look like Q. Of course they would. Yeah, 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 of course. They need to cover up the truth. The truth that he knows and no one else knows, of course. So, here's a casual side note to sort of finish on. Now, Pete has always been one to share memes from questionable places and this has always made you question his intentions and who Mm. he's sort of hanging out with. But question no more, my friends, as he is now sharing memes from the Tommy Robinson News Telegram page. Oh, Tommy. He's out of jail now, is he, Tommy? Tommy. Well, apparently so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe not, he is. Not sure yeah. for how long. Won't be so long. So Tommy isn't a Nazi, and I won't claim that he is, but Nazis sure do love him, and that that I can say without getting sued. Oh, fuck, Tommy Robinson. I mean, he is a fucking Nazi. I mean, or, or at least at least he espouses his ultranationalism based yes. on race. All right? Okay. So, you know. He just couldn't get through my camp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a very, it's a very boring book. Yeah, imagine. So long. Tommy was great mates with uh, with our other buddy from Melbourne, who uh, our uh, Israeli-Australian joint citizen, um, who uh, who was denied entry to the ah, United States. Ah, Avi Yemeni. Avi Yemeni uh, and Tommy were knocking yeah, about yeah, mates for a while before Tommy had to have a little holiday <laughs> in Dartmouth or somewhere. Horrendous HR <laughs> prison. Well, he came out looking. He came out looking like he'd converted. Like he'd started shifting. Uh, like he was just starting to turn towards Mecca. Um, he came out with a great big beard. Yeah. yeah. First nice thing he was going to do yeah. was go and get a hairy. God love him. Anyway, so yes, you've got yep, Pete yep. all over Tommy Robinson. There'd be yep, some good yep. sense on that page, wouldn't it? It's not a good sign. So, like, basically, you got a situation where, like. Pete Evans, I know he's a bit of a fucking idiot, but, you know, it's a company you keep. Yeah. It is the company you keep. And if he's forwarding stuff from Tommy Robinson, then, 
I don't know. All bets are off. I mean, I know he's a fucking idiot and a bit of a fuckwit, but this is a low even for him. And the fact that people still think he's some sort of light worker is just a testament yeah. to just how fucking stupid some yeah, people are. Yeah, Tommy Robinson, you know, he's a terrible human being. It must be said. So anyone who's posting that sort of shit, Pete, look, you continue <laughs> to scoop that bottom of the barrel. He's down on the splinter. He's got some splinters under the fingernails now. There's been some neo-Nazi stuff. There's now let's uh, now he's jumping all over Tommy Robinson, who is a violent, horrible human being, and uh, and convicted for violent offences as well. Pete, you just <laughs> you, you never cease you never cease to let us down. You know, we just know that you're going to stretch what every time. Because it's like I said before, he's in the look at me mode because he's got to be. You know, he's been invited. <laughs> he's been invited to join the Senate. He's been invited to the Senate. Yeah, oh, fucking scumbag. Ah, oh, bless. And you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with a K. We've set up a Facebook page you can find fairly easily if you just search for it. And there's also a shitposting group. Uh, name of the podcast plus shitposting group. You can find it. Yeah, a bit of a crew, a bit of a crew in there. Getting a little bit of a crew in there. Got a nice post about Sovsit today, which is pretty good. So I like that. Some poor blast in Western Australia getting absolutely demolished. Yeah, I'm enjoying some of the stuff that people are throwing at us. It's yeah, it's not not just hello stuff. It's it's basically here is something here's something we've seen and absolutely and we certainly absolutely. do consider and, it for the program and um, we'll give you credit for and, it uh, and we have used you get a shout out. Yeah, absolutely. Joel, come, yes. Joel, Joel actually come around and give you some money. Well, not a lot of money. So if you'd share this episode on social media, it's like it's a thing people do, you know, get us more listeners and get us more audience and then we'll start doing live shows and cool shit and make show bags the Easter show and you won't regret it. You'll be so glad you did. Either way, please sort us out because sharing this ourselves yeah. and trying to self-promote is embarrassing as fuck. It's basically like trying to give yourself a blowjob. You don't really get there. No one really likes you for it. You don't. It just doesn't work. So just don't bother. And you can't remove a rib. Physically and uh, spiritually, it hurts. Really hurts. Really hurts. Really hurts my back these days. So, it's yeah, no good. yeah, it's really, it's just not, I just can't do it. Anyway, and finally, all feedback tips and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, as we just said. Even if you're just calling us, say we've been cancelled, cast out into disgrace because we bought the wrong fucking ice cream. Catch you next week. See you. Stay in touch.